What's up, family? Today on A Shot of Melanin, we're going to be talking about all things that happened in 2020. So we're going to be titling this one, The Wrap Up. And we're just going to go through the season, how we've been going through with it, and how did we enjoy it, the ups and downs, as well as celebrity news and social media news. So before we get into it, I'm just going to say that I've got a nice drink in my hand. And this is really just to cheers you ladies for being a part of this journey alongside with me. So I'm drinking some Baileys. Paula, what you drinking? I got in my right hand a nice cool Palm Bay. The flavor is strawberry pineapple. Mm, that sounds good. That sounds I think I might have good. to take note. It is good. I need to take note. I need to up my up my my alcohol game and try that one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> What's it? So nice. what is it like? A pineapple-y taste? Is it like a coconut taste? Honestly, <laughs> it kind of tastes like a strawberry daiquiri. Okay. Would with you guys all, believe it? I've never had a strawberry daiquiri in my life. Shame for yeah, shame. <laughs> oh, You're missing out. <laughs> You're missing out, Michelle. It's beautiful. I know. I need to get on it. I need to get on it. Britt, what are you drinking? Some apothic red red wine. That and is I don't a good like red wine. wine. That is. You know what? Wine. I hate red wine, and that's the only one that I like. My mom got me on it. She had it at her house, and I was like, "Oh, let me try. Okay, fine. I'll give it a try." And I was like, "Yo, this is my jam. Like, that's my go-to. <laughs> <laughs> that is my go-to wine from now on." Normally, let's be real. Not a lot of people like red wine. Let's be real. Not a lot no. of people. I was the same no, person. Yeah. I don't like red wine. I prefer white wine. Yeah, so I got introduced to Apothic Red by friends. And they're like, you need to try it. You need to try it. I know a lot of people don't like red wine, but you need to try it. And I tried. I was like, yo, this is actually really good. <laughs> All right. So um, before we get into the cheersing, let's get into our topics for the night. So let's start off with celebrity news. So the first topic, and again, this is in no particular order. We're just talking about the celebrity news that had us intrigued and curious and that we wanted to talk about. So we're going to go in the order of death. As you guys are aware, we had two, well, two female deaths of the year. So we'll get to the males after. With two female deaths, we had Nicole, which was a famous YouTube mom or soon to be mother. And then yes. the, um, not, I believe, I, I hope I'm saying this right, Naya, Naya Rivera. Am I saying that right, Britt? Sounds about right to me. That's what yeah. I was thinking. If I'm saying her name right. So she was a Glee cast member. So these were the two moms. Nicole now died during, well, the whole process of birthing. And then the Glee cast member died while saving her, her child when they were out on a boat. So what are your guys' thoughts on the passing of those two mothers? I feel like for the, the YouTube mom, Nicole Thea, I think was her yeah. last name, or at least her YouTube name. Um, I knew nothing about her before finding out that news. And I just decided to go look her up a little bit. And when I found out that she was eight months pregnant and she died suddenly, and the baby died too, a little baby. I think they were going to name yep. him Rain. Yep. Rain, yeah. I was so sad to think it's this young woman 
that, you know, realistically we're thinking, okay, what are, what are the odds that something's going to go wrong with her pregnancy? Not that high because she's young, she's seemingly healthy and all that. But when I looked further into it and I started watching some of the last videos that she'd posted, she was talking about having symptoms like um, having problems breathing and all this stuff that was kind of like, uh, do you have preeclampsia? Like, is there, is there something going on here? How come the nurses or the doctors, your OB, whatever, never said anything? This is not normal. You're not experiencing a normal <laughs> pregnancy, which come to find out, they said that she had a massive heart attack and that's how she oh, ended up shit. passing away. But, but I just feel like those problems could have been seen beforehand. I feel like her death was avoidable. So I was really sad to find that out. And then that opened up a new uh, discussion on the internet talking about um, how black women are not taken seriously when they are, um, when they're in the, you know, the birthing process or at the end of their pregnancy and all that. So I looked up a little bit of stats because I'm a stats girl. I like to see what's going on. And uh, so according to CDC, 700 women die in the United States, at least a year as a result of pregnancy or delivery complications but that African-American women are three to four times more likely to die during or after delivering than white women. Why is that? They're not taken seriously. They receive lower quality care. Well, black women are perceived as stronger women. So, you know, when they say, oh, something's going wrong, like, oh yeah, yeah, you'll be fine. You'll be fine. But that's not the case, you know? And then Naya Rivera, I also, I'm, I don't follow, like I didn't watch Glee. I don't follow that stuff too closely, but to me, I just related because she has a four-year-old son. I have a four-year-old daughter. I'm thinking as a mom, like, wow, like that's it. Your son does not have a mother anymore. So I was sad for a while because I was feeling for the child and I was kind of questioning, I'll be honest, if she had committed suicide, if that's how she decided to do it, or if she actually drowned. I think it was either a couple of days or weeks before she passed away. She was posting some stuff on Instagram that seemed a little morbid, a little sad, you know, talking about how we never know what the end of life will be and all that. And I was like, is that coincidental or, but now I know her son is four years old. So, you know, how much can a four-year-old tell you? But they're saying that um, the son said that she pushed him onto the boat and then screamed for help. And then she was taken underwater and eventually drowned. So that was, that was sad also for me. I don't know. I, I, th- that one really hit me hard because she had a four-year-old and I have a four-year-old so related to that, but it's really sad. This has been a terrible year, yep. especially for deaths and stuff. Yep. It's just been a lot. What are your thoughts, Paula? Well, for me, um, Nicole, I, it was kind of ironic because I had just started following her a little bit because um, I'm really into like Afrobeat and dance. So her and her, I don't know if they were married or not. I'm just going to say her partner um, were a dance couple. So they did a lot of like um, Instagram and YouTube, like short videos. So I was like following those. I really loved the whole like dancing while you're pregnant thing. So when I found that, I was really... Um, it, it really hit me differently because when you're pregnant, like you're always expecting an outcome of it. You don't expect to hear, okay, like the child and the mother died. And especially like looking around the circumstances of how she died and it just, it just hit different. Like it, it kind of scares you. I'm not pregnant or anything like that, but it kind of scares you to see like what an outcome of a pregnancy could be if it's not mm-hmm. um, looked at like correctly. And 
um, luckily for us here in Quebec, fingers crossed, like we have a pretty good healthcare and they like look at us tourally. So I don't know what kind of healthcare they have there in the UK, but it just, it, any type of debt hits you regardless of how it is. It's just the fact that she was so far into her pregnancy. And then mm-hmm. I felt for her partner, Boga, because he lost both of them at the same mm-hmm. time, you know? And he was so eager. I remember his last Instagram post was him in a stroller practicing. And yeah, he's still taking it rough. So I found it, it, it was hard, um, especially in the Guinean community because she, she is a Guinean. So like it was kind of like all over the news a little bit in like the blogs and stuff like that. As for, I, I, I'm probably going to massacre her name. But I'm going to say the Glee cast. I didn't, I'm not going to say it didn't hit me differently, but I didn't really follow into it that much um I remember just I remember when it happened I remember people saying or seeing like um a news line across the line saying something about she's gone missing and then after that either to discover her body or something like that and that's when like it went back to like glee and I never really watched glee but it's still it's sad you know and I think the first thing that came to my mind is like the child like what he went through being on that boat mm-hmm. and like possibly seeing his mom like take his last breath yeah you know that's something you never want a child to have to go through regardless so yeah even though I mean I follow the person I think death is just something like really heavy mm-hmm. yeah it's I mean especially because for one Nicole was going to be a mom right you think of um it's our first kid together you think of the joys of that yeah Right. And you and for to end so abruptly. And like you said, it's one thing to lose a child, but then you also lose a partner at the same time. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. uh, the stats that you pulled up, Britt, that's that's, you know, that's the reality of what it's like to be a black woman in America. Just a quick side note. Um, I believe 100 percent that when it comes to the healthcare, no matter where you're from, whether it's the U.S., Canada, the U.K., um, they don't seem to listen to black voices very much or is the situation that they don't That's believe right. them. I was in a situation myself where <clears throat> when I had my son, I was having legit the hardest time walking. I couldn't walk yeah. and I just didn't understand <laughs> what just happened. I give birth to this guy mm-hmm. and keep in mind, my son was big. He was almost nine pounds and I'm not, Ooh. I'm not a, I don't know. I wouldn't say I'm a, I'm not a big girl. I, my assumption is big girls might have more open pelvic areas. I'm not big, Mm -hmm. right? So to push out a nine pound baby, it was hard. And so when it came time for now, I'm in the hospital room and I'm complaining that I can't walk, that I'm in pain. And I'm literally begging the nurses to be seen by somebody it's like they give birth to the child and then that's it they leave you there and mm-hmm. of course i understand you know you have to go through the typical healing process because a doctor is not going to see you for you know normal healing so you know if you have uh, a baby vaginally like what, what's a baby what's a doctor supposed to do when you give birth vaginally like it's up to your body now to recuperate i get that Ew. but this <laughs> is a situation where i could not walk i'm crying when i'm walking and it mm. was like why am i begging nurses to be seen by someone so my my understanding was that i had to stay leave the hospital and then come back to the hospital to be seen 
Like, does that make any sense? I'm already there. Why not just see me? I literally, it wasn't like, I had like an angel of a nurse finally that came through for me. And I guess she was, you know, very adamant that somebody come see me because it's, it's, it's true. You know, um, when it comes to, I want to say not only black, but anybody who's minority, um, a few years ago, a woman in Scarborough, uh, no, in Stouffville. So Stouffville is North of Toronto. Um, she gave birth and she was complaining about pain. I think what happened is that she had a clot and she was complaining, complaining about pain. And they told her, oh, it's nothing. It's nothing. They didn't run any tests. No x-ray. No doctor saw her. They just discharged her. And two days later, she died. Autopsy came that she had some sort of clot due to giving birth to child, which could have all been avoided if you had just listened to her. I will say, though, with Nicole, some of the symptoms that she was saying, I mean, I would have never have put two and two together because I remember when I was pregnant, losing, um, being short of breath. I had it with my firstborn and I had it with my secondborn. So I would have thought that's just normal. Right. Right. Um, But there were other things that are like, okay, yeah, but see, you would have thought, but she didn't think and she flagged it and they said it's normal. That's see? the problem. Yeah. See, and there was, she's but there was other... as the patient, and they're like, "Oh, that's fine." But there was other things that when I was reading the list, I was like, "Okay, yeah, that's not normal. That's not normal." But if if we were just to say shortness of breath, I, I don't yeah. know about y'all, but I was short of breath like, just to roll out of bed. I was. I was like, <sighs> <sighs> or, just, or just to turn over. So like you know when you're lying on one side, and yeah, just. Oh. just like it was like I was always out of breath so if it, if we were just to say shortness of breath I would have like I would have never have thought that I would have to talk to right. a doctor about shortness just off of that but when I right. continued to right. read the article and she was saying other symptoms I was like okay yes um did they say what it was like what like autopsy report say yeah it, they it said was a that she had a massive yeah. heart oh attack. yeah heart attack can you imagine that yeah. Ooh, when you're pregnant Ugh gosh let me tell you pregnancy does some shit to your body i don't care what anybody (laughs) says it takes a toll on your body like you have to deal with the um the nausea so the morning sickness you have to deal with the heaviness the shortness of breath like it takes a toll out of you it's yeah it's exhausting like, I don't want to and then not say- to mention childbirth. Oh gosh, girl. I don't know about you guys. When I gave, when I started pushing, I was like, what is this? <laughs> in the movies, all that, you're like, oh, okay, like pushing out hurts. Okay, like, okay, I'm going to prepare myself mentally for this. But obviously you don't know it until you do it. And right. You would practice, you know? It's just, you do it, sink or swim. And I remember the first push, I was like, what the hell? What the hell? I, this is a workout. What the hell? I was prepared for that. I didn't sleep. I haven't been exercising. I'm fat. What the, how am I supposed to push this baby out? What the hell? Yep. And for me, I had complications afterwards where after I gave birth to her, I started to feel really, I felt like I was going to faint. I didn't feel well at all. I felt weak. I felt dizzy. And I flagged the nurse. Hey, something's wrong. I don't feel good. And, and she goes, oh, you just had a baby. It's normal. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I'm trusting them because they're the professionals. Right. So mm-hmm. they will me into my room, tell me to pee because I had epidural. So make sure that everything's fine with peeing. So I go to the bathroom and as I'm in the bathroom, I'm like, I'm going to faint. 
So I go and I tell my boyfriend, I open the door. I'm like, call somebody, call somebody. I don't feel good. I don't feel good. And I passed out in the bathroom. The nurses come in and they carry me and they're like, oh, why? Why didn't you eat? Why didn't you eat anything? Because they saw my tray of food. I'm like, when did I have time to eat something? (laughs) After giving birth, you will me in here. You tell me (sighs) this and that. Come to find out after I was discharged that I'd lost a lot of blood while I was giving birth. Wow, wow, wow. And that's wow. why. And I was anemic. They didn't give uh, me the uh, right amount of iron, iron. That I needed. They gave me half the dose that I needed. So I went to my OB for like the five week appointment or whatever. She told me that I was I'm still anemic. I had wow. to take more iron. It was re- I had a very, very rough, rough, rough recovery because they didn't listen to me. Yeah, and I felt I felt I was slight. I felt slighted. I was like, really, you guys, I'm trying to tell you this is my body. Nobody knows my body better than me. Right. I'm telling you there's something wrong and you're not listening. So that makes me feel if God blesses me with another child, I am afraid going in and seeing these stories, seeing what happened with the call. I was like, damn, like if it happens to me or I get pregnant again, like I'm afraid that they're not going to take me seriously and something might actually happen because you could be young and have something go wrong. Right. Mm I don't know. I'm just, I think for the healthcare industry, they need to do better because, you know, I don't like how they check it up. Like we're overreacting, you know, even if we're overreacting, I would rather you run the tests, you know, and, and look into it than completely dismiss me. Cause then if the person dies, that's on you. Like you're the one who completely dismissed it, you know, anyways, um, rest in peace to Nicole and, um, Nia wow I can't, I'm butchering her name eh <laughs> rest in peace to both of them now I'm just going to move on to um, the other two deaths in, in this year of 2020 and that was Kobe and Chadwick how did you guys feel about that Kobe that was a hard one and I'm not a big basketball fan but obviously everybody knows Kobe right everybody has stories about you know what they what their thoughts on or experiences are with Kobe I was sad for a while again I grieve I grieve the loss of the person who's passed but I grieve more for the surviving family members so the thought of his wife being with their children and not having her husband and on top of it let's not forget her daughter Gigi, I could not cope with that. I could not cope. I was sad for a while because I was like, wow, I cannot imagine not only losing your child or losing your husband, but losing both unexpectedly doing something that he'd been doing for years, taking a helicopter, you know, and that, that was, I still can't wrap my brain around it. I follow her on Instagram now, which I didn't follow his wife before. And I just look at her as, wow, you're a strong woman that yeah. you're able to still smile and get through life happy. It's definitely going to be a journey for her, right? It's not going to be something Guaranteed, that's going to come yeah. easy. Um, I don't know if you guys heard lately, um, she kicked out her mom. Suing somebody. And she oh, kicked yeah, out her mom out of the house. And I just remember thinking to myself, yeah. didn't they have issues with Kobe? <laughs> like, I feel yeah. like as though mm. when I was like back in the day it seemed as though Vanessa's parents or family weren't really too on board with her being with Kobe so I'm like right. what what could she have possibly the mother what could she have possibly have done to, to be kicked out and 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 then Vanessa asked for the car back so I'm guessing they gifted right. the mother a car and she mm-hmm. asked for it back 
I'm like, how are you going to give something and then take a bag? <laughs> <Petty bag>. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I'm like, maybe it's the way that she's grieving and she's probably still grieving and maybe this is how she's acting out. So I'm, I'm, my, my heart is out for Vanessa because to lose not only your husband, yeah. your best friend, but you also lose your child. Let me tell you, when you yeah. lose a child, I've, I've been around people who've lost a child. They're different. They're not the same completely different so i i of my course. my heart is out for vanessa um but Same. you paula what do you thought about uh kobe and the passing of him i don't know i found myself kind of set back his death was something that like i feel is it like excuse the language is it kind of like dumb of me to think that like he's still alive like i don't see him as like really gone gone it hasn't sunk in if, okay. if that like makes it even better I feel like he's still here because there's so many I still see him on social media his pictures are still kind of like circulating or maybe I just don't want to believe that he's actually gone that's mm. what I was gonna say yeah, yeah because it's it's it made it made no sense you know he just retired he's like finally getting to really in well maybe he did enjoy life I don't know but I feel like once you retire you really get to like explore and like really live and there's no longer that scheduling this and there's that and I feel for his wife like I don't know how she 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 did it I, I watched the the funeral and I don't know how she does it and mm-hmm. having to be strong for your two other daughters that are still living my hat goes off to her like a thousand percent because I would still be in my bed in the ball somewhere Yo. um yeah as far as for um Chadwick I find that his death was a lot harder when I found out the circumstances around it mm-hmm. because it's like I feel like he kind of fell off the map I never really followed him I don't I don't follow celebrities like that so when I found out like what he was going through and he was able to hide it so well and he portrayed this like superhero and he played a big role and like black history in the movie industry and it, it, it hit different like I was like wow he's like a real superhero in my eyes a real superhero yeah it was rough what about you Brittany about um the passing Chadwick? of yeah yeah I was like I hope you guys skip me on that one and that <laughs> hurt I don't, you know what and I wasn't even like super big into Black Panther to be honest with you but to know that he was suffering mm-hmm. from cancer for all that time and he never told anybody, he still got up, he did his job, he did it well. He was very active in, in uh, children's hospitals and yes. trying to uplift little children that were dealing with the same thing, the same kind of ordeal that he was dealing with. And he did it with a smile on his face and so graceful and I just look at him as, wow, I could never achieve that level of grace. And just, I was taken aback by him. I always thought that he was a cool person before, but afterwards I was like, wow, like you, God bless you. Like, you know what? You, you're a good man. You are a good man. And you added to this world. Cause my whole thing is, you know, as human beings, I feel like we have a responsibility to try to make this world a little bit better than it was when we got here. And I'm like, you did that. You did that. God bless you. Rest in peace. And I wish his family well. I wish his wife well. I 
I just, I can't, I, I, I still, am kind of still dealing with that. And it's, it that was a hard one. Yeah. It's hard. I mean, you know how I felt about it. We talked about it in our last episode about the passing yeah. Um, yeah. of Chadwick. So there's no surprise there. It was, a, it was a shock. And to me, and maybe this is just me being selfish. I'm not too sure. I'm trying to figure this one out. Um, I thought that whenever somebody has cancer, that they would normally announce it to the public because what they can do is they can use that as, as kind of like a, a way to, um, you know, put more, um, effort into, for example, cancer research or donation or set up a right. fund. So right. I thought that he would have used that to his advantage. Um, and I was talking to somebody about it and the, and the person was just telling me, they don't owe us anything. If they choose to keep that part of their life private, then that's what it is. And it was just, it was hard. Yeah. I really wasn't expecting that. And personally, when I listen to celebrity news and whenever information such as this comes out, normally they, you would find out on the news, so-and-so has cancer or was just diagnosed right. with cancer. And then throughout their cancer journey, they start, you know, raising money, bringing awareness, <laughs> So I was thinking along the lines that he would kind of do something like that. I guess maybe he was at peace with it. And I think he didn't want pity. Yeah. I don't think he wanted to be pitied. I didn't think, I don't think he wanted to get roles just based off of, oh, well, you know, he could possibly be dying. So let's give him that or not hire him because he could die right. during production and that's going to screw things up. Do you think up. it's cast? So I feel like there was, I don't know. I don't so think from, so. Nobody from, knew. From okay. what I read. Um, one of his, the directors of one of the last movies that he just did, the director said that he was hard on him. And he said that in between takes, there were people that were waiting on him. They were giving him like hand and foot massages and things like that. And he said he went back home and told his wife, like, oh, like Chadwick, he's, he's a little bougie, you know, like he's getting all <laughs> these people babying him and like, oh, I think this fame is getting to his head. And now he regrets feeling and thinking those things and saying those things because he didn't know that was mm. his way of dealing with the pain that he was experiencing. Mm-hmm. and that just goes so to show you knew. you have to be careful what you say like i remember when he lost yeah. so much weight and yes. i don't find her very hilarious but just hilarious went in Ugh. on him yeah and yeah. the sigh yeah yeah and then when he passed i think somebody i think she posted something on social media and like her instagram page and um like a regular you know joe regular person commented on it and said girl you need to stop doing these things because you see what you were talking about with chadwick and look Mm -hmm. did you know that he Mm -hmm. was suffering from cancer and she responds she's like yeah girl i was wrong i (laughs) i I think i need to retire these because i think that's her thing where she kind of nitpicks on celebrities so I think yeah. she's kind of learned her lesson. Like it, it, you don't know what people are going through. I remember when I saw that That's picture right. of Chadwick and he looked very skinny. I was concerned. I was like, is he okay? Cause mm-hmm. he looks really skinny and I was concerned. And I, I honestly thought something was wrong, but for somebody to use that as material uh, to joke on the person, I think this is a constant reminder mm-hmm. that you never know what somebody's going through. And yeah, I'm learning that you have to respect if they have something and they don't want to tell people. And I think people need to respect other people. And, you know, if you see something that doesn't look off, you don't have to always comment about it. Like why? That's right. Again, I don't find her hilarious. 
I just think she's Jess. So uh, remove the hilarious part. Um, but um, I think that's a, a, a good uh, a good lesson to to learn. Don't go coming for people because you don't know what they're going through. So um, just going on, I guess I wouldn't say this is a death, but this was an attempted suicide. I don't know if you guys heard earlier on this year, Tamar Braxton um, tried to commit suicide. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, girl. She tried to commit suicide. Her now boyfriend um, found her in the tub. And as I was kind of like, so how did we, I find out, I think I found it on, on the shade room when, so the shade room probably dropped it. Cause I don't follow TMZ. So I'm sure TMZ dropped it first and then the shade room <laughs> picked it up, but I was scrolling um, through my feed and I saw attempted uh, suicide from Tamar Braxton and it was her boyfriend, her new boyfriend, who I believe is African just cause I'm, I'm, a, I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think he's African. And um, he found her in the tub. And so he called 911. And I believe they also have the 911 recording of him calling 911. Yeah, girl. Mm. Um, So what do you guys think about that? I don't judge her for doing what she did. I try not to judge anybody when it comes to those things. In the past, if you would have asked me this question like 10 years ago, I would have had a completely different answer. I did judge people who tried to commit suicide because I was like, how dare you do that to your family and all of that. But not to go into details and I've never tried to kill myself, but I struggle with anxiety and depression. And I've been in very low places in my life where I I understood, oh, this is why people actively go and do it because you're experiencing so much pain. You can't even think about what's going to happen the next day, the next hour, the next minute. You're so deep in it. And just to briefly um, speak on a statement that she released after everything came out, she said it was only God's grace and his mercy on my attempt to end my pain and my life that I'm here to utilize my voice. And I was like, Oh, I get it. I get mm-hmm. that. I get the pain. She was in pain. She said that she'd been mm-hmm. suffering in pain for the last 11 years while wow. working in the ent- entertainment industry as a reality star. Yep. And I was like, you know what? That, that was your, that was your low. That was your low. And that's what it took for you to come to the light. And if that was your journey, well, God bless you on your journey. I, I wish her nothing but the best. I wish her healing and everything to get over her mental illness and I applaud her for speaking on it and letting people know because she did say that she has a mental illness so there's a lot of people that suffer with anxiety suffer with depression suffer from from mental torture and for it to not be discussed does not help the situation and it helps for other people to judge those people so good for her for speaking on it and for getting help and like I said, I wish her nothing but the best. Paula? Yeah, well, I'm taken aback by it because this is the first time I'm hearing about it. But honestly, <laughs> I don't judge her. I don't know anybody that's tried to commit suicide. So I don't know how to feel about it. Right. I don't judge because, I mean, everybody goes through their own struggles. But yep. yeah, like, honestly, just praying for her for, like, uplifting. That's yep. all. She's yeah. gone through a lot. You know, she was in her sister's shadows, Tony. And mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all heard Tamar sing, but she can sing. 
Um, mm-hmm. and I confuse all of them, so I can't tell them. All, I only know Tony Braxton. Okay, there's a lot I, of them. There's, yeah, a, there's lot a lot of them. <laughs> there's a, like, what? Well, how many sisters are they? Six? I don't even know. Yeah, something. There's a lot of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Tamar, I find she's a real like spunky outspoken tamar was the one who was on the real <laughs> is she yes okay okay mm-hmm. yeah she was I, on the real so i think that she went through a lot i think the industry has a way of chewing you up and spitting you out um she was on the real and then she lost her job on the real you know a lot of speculations were that she didn't get along with the other hosts that she didn't get mm-hmm. along with the executive producers there were so many speculations we don't know the truth um, so there was that then not too long after she got let go from the real her and her ex-husband divorced and they have a child together yeah. okay. and, 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 and that was her manager too. That's why I always say don't mix business with pleasure because you never know. Like, I don't care if you're my husband. I, I mean, you know what? Kudos to people who can do it. But I personally, I don't think I wanna, would want to enter in a business with my partner because it could bring out mm-hmm. the nasty out of you guys, right? Maybe mm-hmm. one's more money driven and the other one kind of wants to take it back. Now you guys are button heads. So she had, you know, being in Tony's shadow and she's trying to break out and be really big. I think she's trying to be like big, maybe like t- her her sister tony but she's forever in the oh you're tony's sister shadow right i think she's really trying uh-huh. to become her own but everyone keeps putting her in that bubble so she had that right. and then she lost her job at the real and then divorce and then you know trying to figure out her music so i think she had just a lot and then she was a single mother for like ever so i think she yeah. just had a lot and i understand it you know you go through the lows it's hard life is hard what i do like is that we are in a society that has no problem with dealing with or discussing about mental health i don't think mm-hmm. those would have been the situation back in our parents generation mental health mm-hmm. what i don't think anybody would be having these conversations you know now mm-hmm. we have people who are so open to talking about their mental health how they have suffered from some sort of depression or anxiety or whatever and i really like where this is going it's not a situation of let's keep it hush hush or pray to god or go to your pastor right like it's about okay there's a problem here and what do we need to do to get you better whether that means therapy whether that means therapy and drugs whether that means drugs you know like i'm glad that she's seeking help um mm-hmm. and i wish her all the best too you know like suicide that that shakes everybody up you know like when somebody tries mm-hmm. to um commit suicide that that's rough you know and i'm glad that that she says it i'm glad that god was graceful for her and 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 said nope sorry you're meant to stay here me. until <laughs> i tell you to come home so i'm glad right that um She's eh, man, this year has been something in terms of deaths and attempted deaths. On to our next topic. So this topic I labeled it as things that made you go, oh. And the first thing that we're gonna talk about, which was I believe just while we were in quarantine was um, the infamous Jada and Will entanglement. You and I decided we were going to take our space and what happened? 
Yeah, and then I got into an entanglement with August. So I'll start off with you first, Paula. Am I the only one that, like, I don't know. Honestly, not that I didn't care, but, like, I was just like, it's their, it's their lifestyle. I think that's what they call it, right? Their lifestyle, their lifelong partners. Partners, right. Yeah. But what does that mean? It, but then, <laughs> I mean, I guess they're going to ride till the end together, which okay. they are. And I think that being both of them being in the industry makes it a little bit harder. And I don't know what the stresses are that they go through in the relationship. So I'm not here to judge. But the one thing I am going to say is I find it ironic that because I think August Alstina, his like interview was like an hour long. And I honestly think the Jada segment was literally like a minute and 22 seconds or something <laughs> like that. And it took over the whole entire interview. And there's so many things that he said in there that was so empowering to him and it like it just drifted from the focus and like spun off to like Jada and this whole entanglement but and I feel like it's a never-ending story I don't know about you guys but I feel like anytime you see like Jada there's like a meme next to her now it's like I don't know how they live it I cannot live in the limelight but I don't want to say I don't care but it's just kind of like it's just kind of like their history so, it's so <laughs> I don't know I'm, what about you Brit? Um, my feelings on it, I kind of agree with you, Paula. <laughs> Their business. Don't I'm gonna sound like such a hypocrite, but I felt differently when I first when it first came out. My okay, so let's talk about like, how you felt when you first reaction. Came out. What was it like? Okay, when it first, first came out, out, I was like, come on now. <laughs> now you're making <laughs> yourself first of all, I was like, Well, well, come on, you look dumb right now. Yeah, you look yeah. dumb, you look sad. You look like a broken, broken man and that you're willing yes. to just go up there and like and, and put your personal business out on the streets. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, that's not a good look. I, I I was judging him. Now it's been months, you know, been doing therapy, trying to work on myself, trying not to be so judgmental. So now <laughs> I look at it and I'm just like, that's their business, whatever. Not for me. <laughs> it's not for me but very not for me either yeah very not right but (laughs) if that's what they wanted then I mean like you said that was their that was their deal that's that's that was a relationship that they had going on kind of like an open thing whatever he's cheated I think she cheated so whatever whatever but do we know he cheated because I like you said if they're right or die well he said when she said at the end of the interview he said I'm gonna get you back though yes she's like uh you already did thank you Oh. He's like, oh, all right, all right. So I was like, oh, okay. So I guess yeah. you guys, this is what I you guys I missed that do. part. Yeah. <laughs> I totally yeah. missed that part. Yeah. So I was like, oh, whatever. Their business. Um. Well, my first thought was, I felt like it was a stunt. Because how are you going to have this interview? Like, this is August, okay? I'm having an interview, talking, talking, talking. And then how are you going to just drop Jada out of nowhere? <laughs> it's true. Like I'm just like right I, I, I listened to the clip and then all of a sudden I saw where it came like where he started talking about Jada and then it, and, yeah. and, then, it, and then it went like so left I was like whoa so I'm exactly like, where where what and then we all knew that not too long after that interview he dropped new music and I was like uh-huh mm-hmm. but then you know like yeah. a lot of people were saying well Jada is a, a predator because of what she did she took advantage of August during a time when he was not well I don't know I mean I guess 
if you look at it this way, if it was a situation where your son's friend comes to you, you take them under their wing and then decides yeah. to entangle together. Um, Which, oh, wait. Okay. Can I, can I, can I just speak on that for a second? <laughs> sure. that, I'm gonna judge that. Okay. I'm gonna judge that hard entanglement entanglement means you i'm in an entanglement i was like really why did you use that word that is dumb that is know. dumb and did you hear will did you <laughs> entanglement <laughs> yeah, yeah he's no. like really really is that what you're gonna Wait, call it, now? Call it entanglement. entanglement i'm sorry i think the issue was like he had cried right before that segment yeah no, his eyes look like red. he was fighting back to you yeah exactly i was like i think I'm he cried or he was stuff. on the verge of crying because I, I feel like, like there was not enough time that passed for them to have that red table yeah, talk. Yeah. They needed to have some relationship talk between the two of them before they went out and made it public. Because yeah. I feel like they still hadn't figured their stuff out. Who's to say they even figured it out now? I don't know. But I, he just looked too broken for me to be like, oh, yeah, good idea. Make it public. Right. Yeah. I think that- I feel like if it was a stunt from August Faustina, it, it like sunk really badly because I didn't even listen to that song. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, so, well, I yeah. think maybe just us. Maybe we haven't listened to it because I, 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 I only know like a couple of his old songs. But I think, mm-hmm. um, I think it may have been a good PR move if you think about it. I think people obviously were like, "Oh, who's August now?" Um, because he kind of mm-hmm. blew up in the news, and so people who didn't know about him were not researching about him. And right. I think maybe some people even decided to see what kind of music he makes. So I think it did work to an extent. Now, this is not like some kind of Kim Kardashian and Ray J situation where like he <laughs> blew to ultimate fame. But um, mm-hmm. I think he became a little bit more known to people. Now, in terms of Jada, <laughs> I think this really hurt her brand. Honestly. Yeah. It hurt her a lot. Um, even... I, when I spoke to some people, they were talking about the interview and they said they didn't feel as though she was remorseful <laughs> in the interview. At all. Um, no. He just, looked broken and she looked like she didn't care. Yeah. yeah it looked like she was just yeah. like pretty nonchalant and just blase, blase, mm-hmm. like very just calm about mm-hmm. it. Um, so I know a lot of people were saying that they lost a lot of respect for Jada. So this really hurt yeah. her. You should see the comments on her Instagram page when it came out. A lot of people came for her. It was to the point where they had to turn off the comments. So, oh. of course, when they turned off the comments, and they had to turn off the comments not only for Jada's page, but they also had to turn it off for any kind of publicity on Red Table Talk. So, of course, they turned off the comments. And what do you think happened? Everybody went over to Will's Instagram page. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Why is the internet like this? Mm-hmm. Right? But it was more so like remorseful, like, Will Jada doesn't deserve you. And I remember um, an interview that Will did on The Breakfast Club. And they were talking about Jada and Tupac. I don't know if y'all know. Sure but. <laughs> Jada and Tupac have history. They were good friends. I'm just going to leave friends as ambiguous as you want want it to be. But they were friends. And um, based off of that conversation that he had on The Breakfast Club, and I'll see if I could find that and drop it in our Instagram um, 
page. So basically anything that we talk about, we'll try to drop it on the Instagram page for you guys to see it. But um, based off that discussion that he had on The Breakfast Club and then the um, interview that he did with Jada, um, a lot of people were starting to feel kind of bad for Will. Like how you have this girl and you're like everything. And yet it feels as though Jada is not satisfied and needs to have more. And people were just basically like, you deserve better. Jada belongs to the streets. It was just a mess. It was just a huge mess. A lot of words of encouragement were on Will's page, whereas a lot of words of like, I'm disappointed in you and all that sort of stuff on Jada's page. And to be honest with you, I still follow Jada. Um, in my mind, I'm thinking, listen, we're human. One, two, if this is the dynamic of their relationship, Mm-hmm. like if will's cheating and like are they really cheating and then here's what got me in the interview she said that they were taking a break i need married people to define a break is there such thing There's as no a break, break in marriage <laughs> no 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 the break is you sit on the couch for five minutes and then we talk there's no break no or you go for a walk there's no break (laughs) but that's what she said in the interview we were taking a break how do you take a break in the context of marriage and i'm like i just want to know i'm not married but i want to know how does that work married folks (laughs) how do you take a break (laughs) in the context of marriage? but i think she said something along the line even will had said something afterwards saying how at that point they weren't even sure he wasn't even sure he wanted her back like hmm after it the whole rough. August like, thing? Like, those were rough. T- even before she got with August. Oh, oh. Like, they weren't sure they were going to get back together. From what I can remember from the interview. So then, uh, my question is, like, why stay together? Why are you together? Is it because it, of comfortability? Are you comfortable with the Or the, the divorce other probably would have been nasty. Yeah, but then, are you really happy? Like, me personally, if I'm not happy in the relationship, I'm calling it quits. The kids are grown. What what yeah. is it? The two kids' name? Um, oh gosh, I can't. Jaden, Jaden and Willow. Jaden and Willow, Willow are in their like their early twenties. Like they're grown. Somewhere kids. like that is you know, and even at that, like just just you know, at least try to end it amicably. And I'm wondering if it has to do with anything in terms of money. It's the money that they would lose mm-hmm. if they were to break up. Because they're a brand together. That's what I'm thinking. And if they break up, they lose the brand. They lose the money behind it. Maybe it makes them more money. But I do notice, like, for example, whenever you watch YouTubers, and if you watch, like, power couple YouTubers, it's because it's the two of them together. Right? I find that the two of them together sells more of, um, I guess, like a, a brand than if it's just an individual. Right, like you've got, I don't know if you've heard of Kier and them, so they just recently kind of blew up because of a, a video he posted. But it's him and his wife, and then you've got so many other, like, a uh, couple YouTubers who you know, I think what it is is people are in love with the couple that they put more towards a couple, like the whole them being together. Than if it's a, just an individual. I think people just kind of like love love. You know what I mean? So they are mm-hmm, more mm-hmm. likely to go behind or support the the couple. So I'm wondering if... Yeah, the, the couple goals. Yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering if Will and Jada DeForest, is that the reason? Because they, they are, 
I guess they were not so much anymore, but they were a couple goals. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Listen, now. they owe it to all us black couples. They have to stay together. I'm just joking. It's like, I mean, if you're not happy, like, I'm personally just, us. it's for I, you at the end of the day. Exactly. So just to end it off, did you guys hear somebody remixed <laughs> the the entanglement? Did you guys hear it? No. I, 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 haven't, I haven't even heard the song. Oh, girl, it's hilarious. I'm going to see if I could drop that, too, in the um, <laughs> in the podcast. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement. An entanglement. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement with August. An entanglement. An entanglement. An entanglement with August. All right. I'm sure you're wondering what happened to the rest of the episode. Like, how are we just going to leave you on a cliffhanger? Don't worry, we got y'all. Check out the rest of our discussion on our bonus episode, and I promise you guys, you'll enjoy it.